This week on Popped Culture, we review a classic film with twists and turns, the great Spider-Man to, wait, what? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? You're right. The first rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here, this is the war room. Just a flesh wound. Axe on, Axe off. I know Kung Fu. Hey, motherfucker. Here. Warriors. Come out to play. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Nice candy. Re, for lack of a better word, is good. Show me the money. I drink your milkshake. The snozberries taste like snozberries. How do you like them, Max? All right, all right, all right. These guys are 11. I'll be back. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. It wasn't the airplanes. It was beauty killed the beast. Welcome, everybody, to Culture. I'm Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. And we are talking about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Radness, starring Benedoodle Cumbersnatch and an Olsen. Lizzie Sorry, Olsen. A, a good Olsen. <laughs> an Olsen. Sorry, a good Olsen. No, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, look, I was super duper excited because when you slap Sam Raimi's name on any bottle, I'm liable to, to taste of the wine inside. Hmm. Yeah, I mean... Um... Sam Raimi is a really uh, unique kind of director, and when he was allowed to do his thing, this movie was very successful. Yeah, there were moments where I'm like, oh, 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 that's Sam Raimi. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, oh. So like, well, in Evil Dead, the, the, there's a bit with the camera. and <laughs> <laughs> I actually found that a little disappointing, to be honest. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did. It was like I enjoyed it. I'm not going to say it was a bad film or anything, but it was sort of a weirdly, I don't know, self-aware Easter egg hunt of Sam Raimi's directing style and past films. And <laughs> every, every moment that had, you know, a, a sped up pan, uh, tracking shot to a closing oh, wow. wall and and stuff like that and then yeah. bruce campbell punching himself and yeah. all of those things it was sort of like i smiled at it because yeah i recognized it but then i was no longer watching dr strange i was reflecting on sam raimi being mm. front and center in the narrative all of a sudden um i think we should just stick to his old oldsmobile well, thing someone had to be at the front center of the story because it certainly yeah. wasn't dr strange <laughs> no it, it wasn't um no disrespect to benedict cumberbatch um he's got nice um chemistry with everybody in the movie but he was my least favorite benedict in this movie um shout out to benedict wong please everybody he was amazing i had olsen as well i mean it's yeah. For me, it felt more like a sequel to WandaVision than Doctor Strange. Mm. Well, it was it was leaning heavily on, I think, you having seen that to sort of understand where Wanda was at. Yeah. I think yeah, if you that's... hadn't, you'd be like, what? Wow. <laughs> she went off the rails. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that, that said, um, that was probably one of the issues I had with this movie. And 
I guess all of these Marvel movies going forward, there's a lot of assumed encyclopedic knowledge for the audience. And if you're not keeping up with it, you're not going to know what's going on. And that certainly happened for me in this movie. Like I enjoyed a lot of parts of it, but I was lacking a lot of context to truly understand what was going on. And that sort of soured my experience a little bit. Yeah, It's interesting too, right? You go into this thing of like every movie is a sequel to the last movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it sort of becomes, it, it does become harder, I guess, if you're a casual viewer and you don't, you, know, you don't have the time or you don't have the inclination to watch all of these things. You can't just go into, you know, Captain America blankety blank without having seen every other friggin' Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, or to understand um, as well, if you're a huge comic book fan, um, some of the Easter eggs and nods that are coming there. Um, did I know who the Illuminati were? Absolutely not. Um, did I enjoy the Illuminati? I didn't until the scene happened, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they were put together to uh, keep the... Hang on, wait a second. They were put together to... <laughs> <laughs> Put my glasses on. No, yeah, yeah, there was some like, like I sort of knew where that was going because I've read a ton of comic books. Um, all that stuff was cool, but it Mm. all felt very like set dressing. Yes, like it felt very disposable. Like it was there for the Marvel Easter egg hunt. Like. Ah, look, we finally got John Krasinski as Mr. Fantastic. It's happening. Oh, he's dead, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am that, that's, that said, I will I will happily watch Hayley Atwell in anything and should be in everything. Mm. And it was great to see her finally get to do the Captain Captain Carter thing. She was great. Um, I But that said, I just want more Agent Carter. That was cancelled yeah. way too soon. And... Um, I also really love the fact that Charles Xavier is still a really decent dude in any multiverse. So, <laughs> well, this is this is meant to be this is meant to be the Xavier from the '90s cartoon. Yeah, I saw the yellow chair, and um, yeah. Danny Elfman had the little X Men thing, so I was like, "Oh hell yeah!" <laughs> and he did yeah. the mind thing with the hands. <laughs> yeah, and dead. Enjoy, enjoy your childhood. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Scarlet Witch um, took everything quite personally, didn't she? Well, that's that's probably the one thing that I was genuinely surprised by when it was like, oh, she's the bad guy. That was the one, I think, twist that, like, they they kept very well undercover. There's all marketing stuff going into this. For me, it was also what made it a little bit more interesting. I think um, it, it sort of carried this film with a little bit more, I guess, emotional weight if mm. you've seen WandaVision mm. and um, the fact that it still suggested she was turning bad as such or had turned bad or I don't know how you describe her position on things. Her perspective was wrong. Well, I, I think it's Furious. implied she's um, corrupted by the evil MacGuffin book, um, I think is what they were trying the to Necronom- sort of hint at. Dark hole. Dark hole. Yes. The thing no, is. That nepro- necronom- no, not that. Dark hole. <laughs> mm. But, yeah, that, that said, I actually really, um, when I first saw the film, I was like, oh, really, Wanda's going to, Wanda's the villain? Oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that, but. Since I've seen the movie, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I really enjoyed Elizabeth Olsen's performance as a villain. It was really, really layered. She was a huge unstoppable force, like the Scarlet Witch is no joke. Like, But at, at the end of it, and this is, I guess, part of that Sam Raimi trope, it's, you know, a 
inherently good person does villainous things and then sacrifices themselves at the end. <laughs> you know, hi, Doc Ock. How you doing? Hi, Ash. <laughs> I was like, Dark Man? No, that didn't happen in Dark oh. Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he yeah. was a proper bastard. And but, I guess, no, 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 you can't. Yeah, no, you did point out that there's, a, there's a, a lot of similarities to Spider Man 2 in the um, construction of the, the core narrative. It's not written by Sam Raimi, but it makes me think how much of a um, hand he did have in it. Yeah, I, I couldn't help but immediately think of Spider-Man 2 watching this movie. Not not a bad comparison to make because it's a very fine movie and I like it a lot, but it's, it's done better than that. The, it was written by one of the Rick and Morty head writers. Yeah, I remember reading yeah, that. Right. Or one who wrote one episode of Rick and Morty. The other thing that um, I guess I was a bit disappointed, but the first Doctor Strange film really took that sort of inception concept of mm. being able to alter reality and uh great oh, the mirror great, the mirror verse and all that sort of yeah the, mm. it made an amazing kaleidoscopic events even in the spider-man later spider-man film they still played with that and you know i i've found that this one didn't quite achieve it and even had multiverses of them going through it and i found that sort of a little bit disappointing in how that had been portrayed mm. um there was mm. good ones and bad ones i have to say but sort of the paint one, for instance, I just sort of went, yes. no, that's not even worth <laughs> to be talking about in your script. It was mm. pretty bad. I, I like the cartoon ones and things like that. But, um, yeah, it just didn't quite have that same multi-dimension feel like you get with Doctor Strange usually. And mm. yeah. that that was the other thing. I, I think because it was still kind of, it was grounded in a, a haunted house film. Yeah. Like yeah, it, sure it, was. It, 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 I don't. I mean, there are there's spectacle in it, but it and uh, as, as I can't say that it's not. It's a superhero film, of course. There's spectacle in it, but it's very much sort of this um, dimension to dimension, door to door haunted house mm. movie mm. where Wonder is the is the spook that's after them. Yeah, for sure, and it's not just. Um, we've spoken about it before, where we're perfectly happy to see maybe some lower stakes in movies not everything has to be the end of the world now everything is going to you know be in danger not just every not this world but every single world in the multiverse and i'm like oh god how did how did you make the stakes even higher and i still don't care like <laughs> thanos <laughs> is turning in his ash covered grave <laughs> yeah exactly right and you're doing it with you know a latinx character who has given the superpower to cross borders like Okay. What what on earth are you implying? <laughs> the name's America. That's fantastic. Yeah. Si, senor. Oh, that at all. Far out that threw me. Oh. And I know it's from the comic. America. America. The name America. America. Like, America. Some of the lines saying America is this or whatever. And you just, you have to double check your brain going, what are they saying? Hey, is America okay? Well, yeah. depends on who you ask. <laughs> Such a bad name. Oh, yeah. Just. I mean, really, it, it, it would have been nice if they just sort of went, okay, her name's America, but now we're going to say Amy or something like that. And, you know, yeah. just to take <laughs> that weird yeah. yeah. But it was... Um, With yeah. your lesbian mums that got you cut from band in China. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, that was all fine. I mean, it's just that it really did 
make me have to sort of mentally do a gymnastic to actually work with that those lines. I couldn't help but sort of finish the song from Team America <laughs> <laughs> every single time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Um, a lot of controversy with the character too because the guy who created that character in I think only 2000, she hasn't been around for a very long time, uh, mm. didn't get any recognition or payment for the use of the character in the film. Oh, okay. Which is really dodgy on um, Marvel's. Mm. Yeah, only like she's only been around since 2011, as far as the comics are concerned. Which is very recent, as far as the Marvel catalog of characters goes. It sounds to me like it's either he wrote with handing copyright over, or I think that's the way Marvel sort of works. But there's been a very big push, at least, to recognize who created these characters. Mm. Yeah, I think when it, it comes, you know, yeah. like like Stan, Stan Lee didn't create all of them. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. You have to um, at least acknowledge, um, I guess, content creators, and um, I think that I think that is important at the end of the day. Like it took it took like what nearly I think forty years for the guys who created Superman just to be acknowledged that they created Superman in mm. in any media. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's the money-making aspect to it. They don't really care um, mm. about those yeah. attributions and things. But like so. they suddenly go, there's going to be a ton of merchandise on this character and they're going to rewrite and re-release comic books about her and stuff. And it's like, eh, well, it's a bit... How about we you know, kick the guy a paycheck or something? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, there's there's lots of problems with the way Marvel and DC run their business, but I let's think get anything back to... gets that big, they're they're always going to be looking at it from a money making point of view and mm. steamroll stuff like that and try and ignore it as much as possible. Um, mm. They're certainly not going to go, hey, it would be really nice in our position to promote the person who created this because it's not relevant to their money making yeah. aspects, mm. um, which is a shame. And, you know, yeah, I still feel a bit disappointed with Doctor Strange in total. I mean, there's a few good visual points. I I mean, I mentioned earlier I missed all the kaleidoscopic stuff and I did like sort of zombie Strange with eight arms. Yeah. And the the dead eyes coming for him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, all of that was really, that's where I started enjoying it, Mm. seeing those sorts of things happen. Mm. Uh, But, yeah, just it, it was a little disappointing for me. Yeah, I, I'm I'm of a similar mindset. I really enjoyed the scene where Scarlet Witch just completely, you know, decimates the Illuminati group, just one by one picks them off in a really, <laughs> in a really horrible and grotesque kind of way, which I actually was not expecting Marvel would actually go and and complete and go through with it. But it was a very pleasant surprise. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's a Sam Raimi cut. Oh God! <laughs> Full tilt, so. like all the gore, vicious. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think I was so excited for it because I think Sam Raimi is my probably my favorite director, and that's not a secret. But it all felt just a bit messy, ultimately. Yeah, nothing felt particularly cohesive, or it was like I had a bunch of cool ideas, and then left it up to Sam Raimi to figure out how to, you know, tilt pan his way through them. <laughs> Some of them were so <laughs> like, um, and, you know, I, I, do, I really enjoy Elizabeth Olsen, like, yeah. playing scary. Yeah, she did that great. Was, that was great. Um, I think 
the biggest service is Chiwetel Ejiofor got robbed of his opportunity to be a really outstanding Marvel villain because if any character could do it, it's Mordo, and if any actor could do it, it's him. Yeah. And they've just like breezed past that, uh, uh, you know, his importance in the original Doctor Strange film, and it just all feels like oh, whatever. <laughs> Yeah. It's literally yeah. like a line of dialogue. He's like, oh, yeah, he tried to kill me one time. And I'm like, fucking when? <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to see Chitwa Edgy for actually kill it as um, a villain, go watch Serenity. Serenity. He's amazing. Yeah, he's he's a phenomenal actor. And that character mm. is really cool. Like, yeah. too many sorcerers. That's, uh, <laughs> even the playing field. And they've just sort of like thrown that subplot away because it's inconvenient now. Yeah, exactly. And it looks like they're expanding into um, greater things of importance within Doctor Strange's story. I don't know who Charlie Theron was at the end of the movie, but I was like, oh, that looks important. Never mind. <laughs> She's got purple eyeliner. Watch out. Oh, my God. She looks so cool. <laughs> purple swords. Mm. I, thought it was the, the fabric I thought it was, the I thought it was Psylocke from X-Men when I saw the purple sword, but apparently I'm wrong. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was sort of reading into that because I had no idea. Yeah, no idea as well. But um, yeah, apparently it's a love interest or something of Doctor Strange's. Ultimately, something sorceress. Like that. Yeah. Um, I know, like, uh, like, well, I, th- I feel like Marvel's very much now like Cumberbatch is the new Robert Day Junior. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's he's gonna be in all of them. <laughs> Not a bad thing. I mean, he's an interesting character, and um. Stephen Strange does sort of march to the similar beat of Tony Stark, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, got that air of arrogance and mm. stuff like that around him. Yeah, mm. and, and super smart, and yeah, and smart. Yeah. Mm. Um, so mm. yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how. I mean, if he's happy to keep playing this character, but I'm, well, I did uh, say there was a third one right at the end, so yeah, he'll return. So he's obviously coming back for at least one more. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm sure they've got to do another Avengers eventually. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what that looks like. There's, you know, any kind of possibility with the multiverse, and I, I understand that's probably the intention. Well, yeah, I mean, in the way yeah, Loki too, and... mm. which I still think did the multiverse better. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> Yeah, without the need for major effects too. It's like yeah, and just really good actors and and yeah, and just like how funny um, costumes. Mm. Yeah, I guess to to compare the two, I mean, uh, uh, I guess to the show Loki's advantage, it has numerous episodes and more time to play with and establish that kind of world building. Um, Doctor Strange unfortunately doesn't because it's a self-contained film for a couple of hours. So yeah, yeah. it's true, but um. I, I'd say it came down to only a few episodes in Loki that yeah that's true worked with that. Um, mm. But I feel it's... like um like with I, I, like Jonathan Mays has made such an impact in that multiverse explanation thing, which is obviously going to be so important in M and stuff. And I feel like they've kind mm. of now moving away from that again. And oh, I, I hope know. not because that was it's amazing. just hard to it's hard to keep up when they're I don't know it's hard to keep up. There's so yeah, much it's just hard to, to keep up. Now Moon Knight, uh, just so much. Well, I got to I think the third episode, or was it the second episode? And I gave up with that one. I haven't seen it. 
The first uh, episode, your love. Yeah, um, first episode was great. Mm. And beyond, and uh, the first episode was really cool. And then it got real bad real fast. Oh, that's a shame. I like Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac is just is squandered, unfortunately, in this. Um, his performance is fine. It's this really dodgy uh, English accent. Oh, okay. But you find out it's sort of deliberate, the way he's playing it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. but um, yeah, when it all kind of it just it just gets ridiculous, to be honest. Where it was yeah. stopped being enjoyable. Mm. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I'd say. Yeah. I think a lot of fans will still enjoy Doctor Strange. Um, yeah, those Marvel aficionados, which I am not one of, but um, uh. Yeah. It, oh, I, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong. As Marvel, it was yeah. like, yeah, cool, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. As like a film, a film buff, it's sort of like, yeah, well, you know, there's a lot better. There's a lot worse too. Yeah, and hopefully there's a lot better coming with um, Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, a lot of people are writing on that to be good. <laughs> yeah, certainly so I am. For that. I'm so excited. <laughs> for oh, me too. Preview of that is already a little bit better than this film. <laughs> 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 it's like. <laughs> More, more is achieved in that preview than I've seen in this. Um, mm. And uh, my concerns, though, is I think this multiverse concept is just going to spread things really thinly. And in the mm. end, it's sort of like same problem with Star Wars. Yeah, You've got a Star Wars universe. You can just grab all sorts of things if you want. Slap the, um, I guess, visuals of it or character concepts of it onto it but it's just garbage in the end and not not i'm saying this is but it's the potential for marvel to head that way oh yeah definitely you can sort of see it coming mm. I'll just wait for the 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 reboot of iron man with uh tom cruise <laughs> I thought that was supposed to be just a rumor in this one yeah it's supposed to be mm. kind of glad it didn't but no, yeah. I mean, he's got his Maverick. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like 100% of Rotten Tomatoes, I think. At the moment, yeah. 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 All righty. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Let us know what you thought. Because we were obviously all overwhelmed. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, so much for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason. I'm still Monica. Yeah, you can smash that side up. I will. <laughs> Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddie, Monica Porto, and Scott Sauter. The track at the end of the episode was from the soundtrack to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness by Danny Elfman. If you're enjoying the show, please, I invite you to leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. If you'd like to find us on social media, we're available at Facebook facebook.com forward slash pop culture pod we're on twitter at pop culture au we're on instagram and we are on youtube <laughs>